0: Hi everyone, this is Divya and welcome to another episode with me on Dialogue Now. The idea of this podcast series is to speak to some very cool startup founders who are innovating and changing the game in the startup industry. Um, Episode one was with Shreyasi Singh uh, on the EdTech sector, on how they were transforming the EdTech sector with Harappa Education and for episode 2 i want to introduce anubhav mishra the co-founder and ceo of legal mind so legal mind is india's first litigation analytics platform that actually helps uh, legal professionals to understand the legal data in a whole new way i'm very excited about this episode being a lawyer myself um you know and if you go through legal minds website you will find that they invent design and build various digital products that will help you make data driven decisions in the legal field from predicting costs of a case to a lot many more things so let's welcome anubhav to this podcast hi anubhav and how are you doing today
1: hello everyone i hope everyone is safe uh, thank you for inviting me and thank you for that crisp introduction
0: I hope it was crisp because uh, we'll also, we'll really break it down today to all the listeners, right? Legal tech is, it's it's not easy. It's a little complicated, but it's so interesting what you guys are doing, right? Your your analytics, you're trying to uncover trends and patterns across millions of judgments and trying to, you know, create these amazing mm-hmm. products to make, uh, you know, lawyers' life easier. And I actually read a very cool article where, um, you know, the way you informed everyone about what your platform Legal Mind does was the first question every client asks a lawyer is, how much time will it take for my case to be resolved? And I think you answered by saying that no lawyer has the exact answer. And even if they do, they speak from they speak from experience so your algorithm will be able to identify the trends like how long will it take for a particular type of case to be solved how much will they be fined and so on so it's really cool anubhav An- what's legal mind is doing and there are two other founders with you you're all really new in this and you come from a background of being a chemical engineer to now in like a law background so sort of take us through a bit on legal mind what is the core problem you're trying to solve here is it that that you're trying to make litigation a more seamless process. Are you trying to help lawyers? What is the idea behind legal mind and what is the problem you're trying to solve?
1: I think the, to answer that, uh, uh, there are both. Uh, these are both the problems that legal uh, services industry faces right now. Both the time taking litigation and the capability and the capacity of not using data. Right, uh, like we, uh, the litigation process is so fast right now. It's so much. Uh, Um, exhaustive right now even though there are tools that gives you some digital records uh, on-demand records easy services are also but there's you know those are also not able to solve the uh, litigation problem what we are we are using artificial intelligence to not just solve the data problem but we are also uh, solving uh, the research problem for lawyers because uh, you know in a typical digital tool it's very difficult for you to find a case Uh, for one specific issue right and law works and the way litigation works is you generally collect some hundreds of documents and then you keep on matching whether this is an issue whether that issue is matching my case's issue or not right so our what our ai does or the first thing that our ai does is it you know it's a semantic segmentation of judgments what it does is it's it identifies the issues of the case the ratios of the case and the verdict of the case it makes any litigant or anyone who is doing legal research very easy to uh, match uh, with issues so that you know which the case you are reading or the first case that you are clicking already matches your issue it it saves 40% of the uh, you know time that you usually take on doing research this is just one aspect the second aspect that we have seen is right uh clients and the lawyers relationships right it can be really hectic clients can keep on pestering lawyers on certain data points and certain information that uh, you know uh, lawyers don't have answers to generally all that happen uh, on word of mouth uh, but what we are trying to do is we are trying to use the data to answer these questions like so the client can ask any lawyer you know what how much time it might take for my litigation how much penalty uh, will the court impose on me so these are sets of answers right that might or might not be there with the lawyer right It, it generally what happens is it it, it, it comes over experience. So when I ask lawyers questions like, you know, can you tell me answer to these questions? They said that, you know, someone who is more experienced will be able to tell better. But the question, uh, uh, the question that always I ask them is, why do you think that's going to happen? Because all that information is stored in the judgment. We have millions of cases out there that can predict... Not just, not just you know analyze and uh, show up the penalties in each cases but depending on facts and issues they can also predict what can be a certain amount of penalty right so uh, although we are not into predictive and analytics uh, right now we are into analysis but over a period of time we are going to uh, you know Attempt uh, predictive analytics where we will help uh, legal professionals in uh, correct price prediction, so that they're not fooled by anyone, so they're not fooled by the opposite counsels. The third major problem that the corporate world faces right now, in in terms of the litigation, is they're not at all able to price their cases. Most, you know, sometimes it happens per hearing; it's too expensive. If I'm a corporate. I'm going to hire a lawyer. It's going to be too expensive. Provided the fact that if it's going to, be, if if someone is telling me that it's going to take ten to twelve hearings, you know, I, I'll just spend so much money if, if my cost is going to be per hearing, or maybe it can be lump sum. Again, you know, there's no such pattern. There's no rigid uh, uh, analysis that can tell or predict uh, uh, a number of hearings or uh, all these data points so that I can price my litigation better.
0: What also is, I think there's so much manpower as well. There are so many junior lawyers and paralegals and filing clerks and each litigation lawyer has this massive team of people helping them. So there is manpower and yet you're right, there are delays you know there are no real answers given to clients and um, yes uh, as a junior lawyer i think that was always an answer that you would go that we won't know you know we'll need to ask a senior and then you know you just get billed more and more for hours rather than getting a direct answer on how long your case will take you know you've seen litigations drawn out for years and people getting harassed uh, for years over like you know even sometimes the amounts are also not even that high so it is it is definitely industry where innovation was really required and i think that's where legal mind comes in and you're one of a kind right anubhav you're the first people to actually even think of doing this and that sort of gets me to my second question right um, artificial intelligence um, you know using tech in this legal field is actually quite innovative on its own. Anyways, a tech startup is, you know, you need to innovate and enable technology. But in the legal field, this is very, very new, right? Uh, Also, because the legal industry is such a book-driven black and white industry where, you know, you will have a lawyer who will have a library of books behind him. And if he wants to quote a judgment, then he will pick up that book, open the page, quote the judgment, write it down. You know, it is seen like that. So how hard has it been to incorporate these new techniques in the legal field? Like how how much problem is legal mind facing getting lawyers to incorporate such techniques?
1: Well, uh, to all those people who are hearing this uh, and ask, you know, the first question that all people always ask me is uh, whether AI is going to take away jobs, right? Yeah. Well, day before yesterday... Uh, um, U.S. military air force and AI had beaten a, a very senior pilot five zero in a dogfight, right? So you see at a global scale and a military scale how advanced artificial intelligence systems are, right? But when we, when we compare it to the legal sector, they're not, right? They should be, but they're not for us the, sim- the similar kind of uh, uh, you know uh, problems occur people are the first problem that occurs is of adaptability the first question that people ask is you know they, they, they're going to take away my job they're going to take away uh, uh, you know if is artificial intelligence going to take away law, a job for lawyers but the the clear purpose and the clear intention uh, that uh, we should understand is uh, AI is not going to take take jobs, or at least assistive artificial intelligence is not going to take jobs for the next twenty to thirty years. It's only going to make work, and it's going only going to make the processes more easy and less time taking. I think the the better uh, people realize it, the faster there can be an adoption of AI in in terms of the, uh, you know, uh, in the legal industry. I think you're right. The second the second challenge. Uh, yeah the second challenge uh, that uh, we faced is with the kind of documentation and the kind of uh, data that is there in the Indian judiciary right now I'm only talking about India right now abroad you know it's better but in India it's very it's very unorganized it's very uh, it's, it's a very bad data so we took around year year and a half to pu- you know just make that data clean to purify that data so that's some amount of work could be done, some amount of artificial intelligence tools could be developed, right? Uh, uh, if it's a Supreme Court data, it's written in a different format. If it's a Madras High Court judgment, it's written in a different format. If it's a, if it's a you know, it's a low district court judgment, it's written uh, in a different format or we don't even know whether it's written or not, right? So th- it's, it's kind of, it's, it, there's so much variation in terms of the data and the stories that they do. But over a period of time, you know, with some effort, with some drilling, with some really good uh, people, coders and all that, we have, we have you know, now is the time that we have standardized all that data and good amount of work that i previously mentioned is being done upon which has immense opportunity and which has immense scope of solving way way problems that are long you know that are standing unsolved in the legal industry
0: yeah, I think Anubha, what you said was right that if you use AI in the right way, it'll make your job easier and not eradicate it. It may give you more time to prepare for your argument or, you know, uh, do more things that rather than just, uh, you know, researching manually case by case, case by case, and trying to find that one hmm. piece of law or obiter dicta that'll like fit to your current case. But, you know, I want to pick up a point that you just said that there are some lower courts, you know, that you see that don't even put, uh, uh, the case files the data on online so what about those unbove do you actually have to track these physical files like how do you organize the data of the lower courts
1: so uh, for now we are just trying to drill down various ministries website various courts website various uh, commissions website and trying to find out whatever is digitized right now so even only if we've gotten to some 6 to 10 cities our database has crossed one crores in terms of the district, in terms of the lower code data. Wow. Talking about... Uh... Uh, talking about uh, you know uh, the records that are not there so we also know what records are not uploaded online so over a period of time what we would generally do is although we have not done it right now it requires a lot of effort i thought uh, you know if people know a little bit more about us we will just put so uh, we'll put uh, some effort so that we get those documents as well because another problem that uh, this industry in terms of the governance that industry has is people don't respond to you if I'm talking to any court, if I'm emailing any court, if I'm emailing any judicial body, the tendency of them replying back will be around 1%. <laughs> so it will take a lot of effort. So whatever uh, whatever work that we are doing right now is with the digitized records, although those are very difficult to find, those will be very difficult to find, but uh, we have put certain bots, we have put certain scrapers in place that you know do some uh, good job for us.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, Moving on, Anubhav, I... Personally, like being a lawyer, I feel um, there are a lot of myriad of problems right now facing the legal industry, right? Um, um, being from the cases taking too long, uh, you know, documentation, the filing of even the way the data is filed in law firms. If you go to the top-notch law firms also, even in corporate, you still have like just files and files of printed uh, documents being stored. Then you try and like market, oh, you know, I want to take out the file of this case. Then there's a basement where the storage happens. People actually put it in boxes and put stickers on top of it i mean it's really outdated come to think of it because it's very hard to organize b it it costs more to store this data c it's just it's not handy at all you know with cloud coming up and all but people are still not taking to it now maybe more so uh during covid like you know people aren't weren't even the top-notch law firms weren't willing to use cloud because it's expensive. So why are we seeing such less innovation in the legal industry in terms of startups trying to solve problems? There are so many problems. Is it a that is just expensive? And uh, you know the uh, law firms don't want to utilize these expenses. What is the problem? Because they are all making profits. You know salaries are still pretty low when it comes to like hiring people compared to you know again the Western counterparts. So why is it that we're seeing such less less innovation in the legal industry right now?
1: I think uh, there, there will be two uh, two parts uh, to this question. The one part is the mindset, right? Uh, uh, because uh, we haven't seen uh over a period of time we haven't seen much of the policy changes and much of the efforts from the judiciary itself. It's last year in twenty nineteen November only when Chief Justice starts to talk about artificial intelligence in India, and that's when people in law start to talk about AI. That's when things come up, experimentation come up, right? So. F- uh, if i if i generally answer this question the first would be that it's it's seriously a it's seriously a motivation problem that judiciary itself that the stakeholders themselves are not promoting technology if you look at other sectors say healthcare finance the first you know uh, 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 government bodies and uh, uh, stakeholders are the first one to promote technology in case of law it's not so that should change in terms of adoption second is the mindset of people not adopted to that Ad- adapting to technology they're not ready to use it uh, they, the one reason can be you know they don't want uh, to experience certain change that so for, for the uh solo practitioners hundreds of solo practitioners that i have encountered the, the first question uh the first answer they give me when i ask this question is uh how much time will it take for me to understand get adhered to this technology or how much time uh, will i take to learn how to use this software so these are certain questions you uh, that, that bothered uh, me while uh, we were reaching out to people. So um, uh, so this is one, another problem. And the third problem is uh, uh, that, you know, uh, uh, since Indian legal system is so, uh, con- you know, restricted, you don't have people from fo- uh, um, uh, foreign countries coming and uh, practicing law here. That is one of the biggest reasons why there's uh, very less uh, uh, adoption of technology in India. Uh, if you look at uh, k- countries like Australia, who although started at the same page years back but still are highly advanced in technology because they're open to foreign law firms. Uh, comparing them to sectors like healthcare, you, we see, we've seen any, any sector that uh, uh, foreign direct investment comes of, uh, foreign firms come into India, they bring certain uh, types and certain uh, product innovations with them but in terms of law, this hasn't happened because uh, it's so restricted right now, and that's one of the very big reasons why we we aren't seeing, especially in India, we aren't seeing any uh, you know uh, yep. uh, development d- in terms of technology
0: i think a very very strong point here anubhav i completely back it uh, you know foreign law firms haven't been able to enter india it's been blocked for a while and um, you know there are a myriad of reasons and just to add some flavor to this podcast is usually seen as that a lot of small medium sized law firms will get uh, consumed mm. you know as soon as these big big law firms come in i myself say worked at fresh fields in london for a couple of uh, months and uh, mm. definitely this was this was 10 years ago and there was a lot more innovation even then compared to what I see today at any big law firm. And this was a decade ago, almost. So uh, you're right. I think as soon as we see the foreign law firms coming in, they will bring technology product or, uh, you know, uh, you know, the better work environment as well, you see infrastructure, you'll see more jobs being created. Yes. But this is again, um, you know, I think this is a discussion for another time. But it's definitely being blocked for many, many years now, I think by the government. Um, So moving on to, you know, legal mind, and you know, what you and your friends have conceived, uh, again, fantastic product, you know, I went to the website, and you know, I am a lawyer, but I honestly thought that if you give me like, you know a one hour tutorial or even a lesser time and you know i try it out for a week i should be able to get my mm. head around it right because it'll sure. make my life easier that's the whole concept of it but tell me how your product works actually like what is your model is it b2b is it b2c how are you actually uh, you know implementing it and throwing it out in the market
1: Okay, uh, so the first approach that we have taken is, uh, you know, it's, it's, we, what we have, tried to do, we have tried to do is we are not just trying to keep it a SaaS platform only, right? Uh, what generally we have realized in terms of, uh, you know, in the COVID times is that, um, you know, you, ha- you don't have to provide uh, uh, digital tools to legal sector, you have to completely shift the work digitally then only you can expect any kind of innovation in future. So our tool is kind of uh, a 365 uh, uh, degree uh, integration. There's, there's so much integration that happens. Normally it's a SaaS platform, it's a website that allows you to uh, get deeper visualizations, analytics uh, and uh, a strategy and um, uh, summarization of documents, judgments, uh, 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 The second is uh, the analytics capabilities, though it's purely artificial intelligence that identifies these data points. Uh, Two of the very impressive features that uh, are there is party analytics and judge analytics specifically designed for uh, strategy building. Uh, if, If, for example, my matter is in front of Uh, just as D.Y. Chandrachut, I can have the entire strategy around that Uh, in case of say a contract act violation, I can see what kind of cases he generally refers to, what are the judges he generally refers to, what are the uh, cases he is most agreed upon while uh, uh, citing those cases. So, these are certain insights that anyone who is doing research can have so that uh, he can save time and build better strategies.
0: So lots of product uh, building within your platform, uh, the 360 degree approach. And I would then assume it's both B2B and B2C. Yes, it it is
1: both uh, B2B and B2C. Uh, In terms of B2B, it's it's a typical enterprise version. So we have studied our competitors. And, uh, you know, to start with, we are also really young and uh, we have to gain certain insights on the market.
0: Right, right. So... uh, you know, you picked up, you said a word there, Anubhav, and I wanted to pick that up. You used the hmm. word competition, right? Um, considering you're quite new, new in this industry, there aren't a lot of legal tech Mm startups coming in, you know, um, I think even Praram is one of sort of the, you know, incubators uh, backed by Cyril Amarchand Mangaldas, uh, first legal tech incubator, which was also worked on by you. Um, So there are, there there is stuff out there, but it's still less, especially in India. So, uh, you know, due to this, do you feel there's minimal to low competition has sort of uh, trying to grow the platform been harder for you in terms of people utilizing it more in terms of funding because usually in a startup where you see there's competition investors are more willing to back it up people are talking about it more because there are a few other companies doing the same thing so suddenly you go like oh wow this is a growing sector there are so many players in the market but uh, you know considering that with legal mind what is your experience been over here
1: i think uh, uh, you know uh, working with Cyril amarchand mangaldas had uh, 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 a lot of positive aspects to us in terms of product development it's for a, for an early stage startup i would rather say it's very important to work with industry experts and there what we got was really tough and motivating industry experts so i think uh, i would give a lot of credit to them as well their effort uh, their partners and everyone their innovation team uh, talking about uh, uh, investment yes it is a challenge right now uh, in, in, you know if i talk about legal tech as a whole industry it's a challenge right now uh, not much there are not much uh, uh, investors in that segment but you know uh, we know that with good amount of users we will eventually raise money because this is not the only thing that we would be developing over a period of time we will be identifying more such problems more such solvable problems that has higher impact and higher number of users and that would bring eventually more investment but currently um we aren't from our and also we know that we won't be you know uh it's it's going to be hard for us to raise money uh, from our and also we are going taking it as slow as possible because one thing that we want any investor to do is uh you know to be more supportive of for the kind of product that we are developing it, it can vary we really want someone from the sector to invest because they would understand the problem in a better way uh so yeah it ha- yeah so it has been uh it, it will be a challenge over a period of time
0: i think you've said again you've hit the nail um you know a lot of people just get investment to get it and then they realize um, you know they don't match the, you know the ethos doesn't match and it's very important to get investors on board who actually believe in your product believe in your team uh, rather than just putting in money it you know it shouldn't be seen as so artificial and I think again I think you guys have really got your team together I think every problem you know what the problem is and you also know how to solve it so I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing so towards the end of the podcast, Anubhav. I love asking these questions to every entrepreneur and, you know, you're such a young entrepreneur, but yet I think what you're doing is something so incredible, so new, so innovative. It's it's absolutely incredible and it's been a pleasure. But what would you say um, your biggest mistake has been in this industry as an entrepreneur or, you know, if I flip it, your biggest learning?
1: I think uh, in this particular industry, I would say uh, you should know whom you're dealing with. This is the first lesson. Uh, right, so I'll just give a very funny incident, right, so we have a feature and we have an analytics that in our, on our platform that tells us the success rates of lawyers, right, so if, if it's a corporate law firm, just you know who whom you are hiring and what's their success rates in front of judges. It's as specific as uh, uh, telling, uh, uh, giving you a success rate of attorney in front of a judge for one particular provision also, right, so that's a very deep insight, right, so our our uh, challenge so my first biggest mistake was i uh that i took that I took a while to learn is you should understand whom you're talking to whenever you're going to meet someone you should know what to present what not to present so what happened with me was someone whom i was presenting right i just presented his own statistics which is kind of okay but again he he got duly really offended
0: right <laughs> so this was my
1: first lesson that it was my first lesson that you know from a product perspective or from a business perspective learn where and what to pitch and whom you are dealing right yeah if he's, he's a if so, he, he's a lawyer so it's present whatever is required in that yes
0: the soft skills are also equally important than the hard skills yes right?
1: it's very important very important if you're dealing uh, lawyers it's very very important One of the, i will um, highly important uh, qualities
0: Definitely, Anubha. We we are, you know, we we take things a little too uh, hard. So we have a little bit of an ego as well, like lawyers generally. So a good lesson learnt, I think. And you're right, like giving someone their stats, and you know, in their head they may feel, hey, they're the best lawyer in the world, but your stats may tell them not so. So I can imagine. But thank you for sharing that anecdote. I think it's quite funny, like you said. Um, again, thank you so much for being here with us on the Dialogue Now podcast. I think this is the first. podcast where the 30 minutes went so quickly because you know this industry is again so um, you know it's 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 my industry and you know something that comes so naturally to me and I agree in every kind of problem you're trying to solve here I think a lot is required in the legal industry a lot of innovation a lot of artificial intelligence and just on everything to make it smarter to make sure you know more younger people want to keep working in this industry we need to make it better for them
1: yes agreed thank you so much for having and thank you so much for so much motivation
0: thanks for tuning in in today's episode hope you enjoyed it this is divya from dialogue room don't forget our podcasts are also available on Spotify, GeoSavan, Hubhopper, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Just type Dialog Room and follow us. Thanks!